Kia ora and welcome everyone to the Zoom Zoom show. We are back for another week and boy oh boy has there been some action this week. We'll digest what happened over the weekend with the Diamond Leagues overseas and a little bit of a preview for the National Cross Country Champs which is coming up this Saturday and Sunday in Topor at Spa Park. So all of that and an interview with Anna Grimaldi off the back of her incredible double medals at uh, the Paris Para Athletics Championships. So, so much to talk about, so much to get through. We are diving into the world of run, jump, throw in Aotearoa. First up, we'll talk the news and then we will hear from Anna Grimaldi. And we're away, the final of the 100 metres, here we go. Tell you what, she's given it a decent old nudge there. Yes! It's over 60, that's what she was looking for. The pack is chasing, the pack is trying to hunt him down. So aggressive in her crossover steps as she whips that through. Opened up a 15 metre gap on the Olympic bronze medalist. Can he hold it together? Here he goes, putting his foot down. So first thing on the agenda is we have another giveaway to the North Shore Marathon. So jump onto Facebook this time. We've finally set up a Facebook page for the Zoom Zoom show. It's got like three followers. So please go and give us a follow first of all. um, And then search for the post uh, where we're giving away this week's entry into the North Shore Marathon. You can choose anything from the kids uh, mini marathon to 5k, 10k, half marathon or the full shebang 42.2k. So thanks again for the North Shore Marathon for coming on board, sponsoring the show. And if you own a business and you're keen to sponsor, hit me up, flick me an email, Hayden at tempofit.org. Right, on to the news, what's been going on with the Kiwis around the world. As as Alicia pointed out last week, we've got like 50 or 60 uh, Kiwis over in Europe right now crushing it. Of course, our para-athletes are taking a well-deserved break at the moment. Uh, So they are on a little bit of a holiday and uh, after all their exploits in Paris. But the rest of the athletes have been out there putting up some marks. So first of all, that finally, the 3,000 metre steeplechase record has gone down. As we expected, Geordie Beamish, he's been improving every time he goes out over those 3,000 metre steeples. And finally, Peter Renner's 1984 record that he set at the Olympic Games in LA has crumbled, has fallen only by 0.69 of a second, mind you. But it's a new Oceania record, which I didn't realise that Peter Renner's record must have been the Oceania record, assume it was, Uh, but that's cool, we got another one back on the Aussies, Uh, so well done Geordie Beamish for ticking off that box, so that was set in Monaco uh, on the 21st of uh, July, and uh, 8.13.26 was the time, fifth place, so it's also a Oceania record but it's also a qualifier for the Paris Olympics um, a qualifying standard sorry and uh, an auto for the World Athletics Championship so you would think uh, that Geordie has all but booked his ticket to both, both Budapest and Paris. Awesome to see Kiwis pushing the steeples and hopefully that'll inspire some um, some people back at home as well to especially young athletes to consider uh, the steeples as a career move now um, 
Also, in the Diamond League action we had in London, like how good, I hope you're all tuning into the action on TV and Z Plus, but how good seeing the Olympic Stadium packed to the rafters, what was it, 50, 60,000 people crammed in there, amazing to watch athletics, this is what we love to see, so well done London, the UK is so good at getting behind athletics uh, at the moment, so well done the UK for stepping up to the plate and absolutely knocking that one out of the park with the crowd and they managed to to cheer uh, amazingly fast 1500 metres around the track Um, Sam Tanner posted uh, what is it, his third best time ever in the 1500, 331.60 it was only good enough for 10th though, so it was very fast and he was only a second back from the the winner, Yared Nagus from the States Um, and that shows, watching the race, it looked like he was just sort of boxed and Uh, really log jam, you know, one second separating first to 10th, you know, there's some bodies in front of you that you've got to get through. So he couldn't weave his way through uh, up the the leaderboard, but again, good signs the fitness is there and uh, he'll be pleased with the time, uh, but no doubt some some tactical learnings there going into the, the world champs in a month's time. But the big, uh, the big news from the Diamond League in London was Tom Walsh's second best ever, or is it his fourth best ever uh, throw out to 22.58 uh, in second place, only behind Ryan Krauser, who was uh, looking pretty, uh, pretty fiery with the 23.07 for Ryan Krauser. Jack O'Gill was back in fifth with a 21.11. Uh, but really, the, I think Tom Walsh was the, the standout performance. Um, all of his throws were well over 21 metres. So, you know, we're talking shortest throw was 21.70. Uh, had his final throw was 22.31 uh, and longest 22.58. So that's a really solid uh, score sheet from, from Tom Jacko looked to be getting into his work. So started with a foul and then 2057, 2063, 2079, 2111. So improving throughout, but good signs from, from, from Jacko. And hopefully that's just like get that diamond league out the way, get some international competition under your belt. And hopefully we'll see more of what he did back in, uh, back in Wellington. Um, see that sort of ret- return to form. Hamish Kerr uh, had an okay day in the office, sixth place, 224 by his standards. I think he's probably disappointed if it's a 220-something, depending on the conditions. Uh, but conditions were reasonably good for, for high jumping that day um, with Javon Harris, uh, Harrison of the States going up to 235. So uh, third time clearance at 224, so no doubt leaving it. Um, Hamish a little bit hungry uh, to get to get some more now in other news around Europe that really stood out to me was uh, another good performance from from Tom Walsh Tom Walsh with a, a 21.85 over in Hungary uh, for a third place on that occasion behind Ryan Krause and Joe Kovacs you've got to think of the the two um, who would be his main contenders to take Tom uh, down out of those first and second places at Budapest. 
Uh, and then a good run from Rebecca Green with a 4.13 second place in the 1500 metres. Uh, Lauren Bruce also threw a uh, hammer throw out 68.05 in that event. Um, and I think she had another good throw. Yeah, 71.24 in Spain at the weekend as well. So really good to see uh, Lauren out beyond 70 metres again um, with that 71.84. Um, in Switzerland, Nick Palmer, again, really doing well in, into the 19 metre zone for the shot put. He got sixth at the Spitzen. Uh, oh, that's a long word. Lech Athletic. Uh, and Lausanne, let's say it's the Lausanne Athletics <laughs> meet. At, um, Nick Palmer, sixth place. Uh, Zoe Hobbs, good run again from her 11.08 uh, with a 0. 0.3 uh, tailwind for a second place. And uh, she just seems to love um, Switzerland, does Zoe Hobbs. So it's good work from, from Zoe. Eliza in that same meet, uh, good solid vault of 4.65. And uh, Olivia with a 4.45, just sort of not quite hitting the, the heights that she'd probably be liking to at, at this stage in the season. Um, but I'm sure things will click into place sometime soon. Um, and Tori Peters, again, up over 60 metres with a 60.83 in third place uh, for the Javelin. So, um, and then we had uh, a couple of performances from Brad Mathis. Again, uh, one in Italy of a 146.23. That's in the 800 metres, of course. And then in Spain at the same meet that Lauren threw the hammer out beyond 70 metres, um, Brad ran uh, 146.78. So good consistency there from Brad. And also good to see uh, Portia Bing opening up. I can't recall seeing a result from her in the 400 hurdles recently. But she went over to Aussie and ran a 57.78 in the 400 hurdles. So hopefully her fitness is coming along. Oh, and also in the Gold Coast, she um, backed that up a week later with a 56.67. So hopefully that trajectory uh, um, keeps on going. So they're the main results that I want to talk about over the last week or so. Uh, a lot of Kiwis doing a lot of great work over there in Europe. Keep it going, girls and boys. We want to see more of the, these great performances as we head towards Budapest. Now, bringing it back home here in New Zealand. First up um, is the news that Pete Fitzinger, CEO of Athletics New Zealand, has now finished up. Um, and he's done a four and a half year stint. And I've I got to say, like, he's had so many challenges. When you think he started in 2019, first hurdle was this little thing called COVID. <laughs> like, like, absolutely unprecedented in terms of uh, running events. And he did really well to uh, get the, the team to pivot um, onto online. Like I was part of the, the team that did some initiatives, getting people uh, running, sort of racing, racing virtually. And, and that was all set up within days of lockdown happening. Um, and so he was really great at giving the team um you know, I'm not a Athletics New Zealand staff member, but I was brought on just to do some sort of contract stuff uh, during that period. Um, and it was awesome to see the the autonomy and the initiative that he gave to the team to say, hey, let's, let's pivot, let's do stuff to keep our community engaged um, during that period. And then um, 
you know, the last few months far out. What a what like three massive news stories in domestic athletics with, uh, of course, Zane Robinson, um, Epo bust, and uh, the two coaches that we talked about last week uh, resigning, and um, yeah, just going through all sorts of issues. So I think that Pete has uh, done really well to be a, a rock solid. Uh, uh, steward of of the organisation and driving the sport forwards um, amongst what's been a really tumultuous uh, four and a half years. And I I think when, when a CEO steps down, you say, is the sport in a better place now than it was? And across the board from the community level to the uh, elite level, you've got to say athletics in New Zealand is in a much better place than it was four and a half years ago. And so a big part of that is thanks to Pete Fitzinger's leadership. So Pete, if you're listening, thank you very much for all you've done. Um, and on onwards to, to the next CEO. And look, there's a, a really good team um, to carry us through to that next chapter uh, for the organization that, that leads the sport here. So again, thanks, Pete. Next event coming up domestically is the big one for distance runners in New Zealand. This is this is the key event on on the calendar in the winter calendar, which is the New Zealand Cross Country Champs. It really signifies who's the toughest runner uh, domestically. Uh, it, you know, it tests strength, it tests stamina, but ultimately the New Zealand Cross Country Champs tests your mental ability to go into a very dark place and keep pushing. Uh, we had a wonderful event there last year at Spa Park in Topo, so it's really cool that we're going back to Spa Park. It's just the best uh, course. Like, it's got hills, it's got flat sections, mud isn't really too much of a factor because of the pumice-based soil, so the the uh, water seems to drain pretty well. Uh, but the the course is tough. There's, there's some little hurdle fences you got to jump over. Uh, but it's also flat enough that it's d- not a pure sort of mountain mountain race. It's got a bit of everything for everyone. So it's the perfect meeting ground over 10K. Um, and so me and Hamish Meacham did some preview videos for Athletics New Zealand social media this week. And that was before we realised that there were some big names yet to join up. So apologies to those athletes who we missed out on those previews. But I'll do my best to talk through who's lining up and who we can really keep a a close eye on. Uh, So first of all, in the woman, the reigning champ is coming back, Lisa Cross. And I believe, I don't want to age you too much, but I know Lisa's in the Masters category, but I don't want to say which Masters category she is in case I get it wrong. It's either the 35 to 39 or the 40 to 44. But anyway... Uh, reigning champ and she's looking really really strong um, uh, based on recent results so she will be one of the names to look out look out for uh, also Anika Grogan uh, or Anika Arledge she's been having a really good 12 months or so you know two-time steeples champ um, got the 1500 meter bronze She won an event in Auckland just recently, looking really strong. Bridget Dennehy, road mile champ, uh, she'll be there. Holly Manning, uh, second in the track mile championships in in Whanganui this year, third in the 800. Will she have the the strength over the 10K? Uh, Anika Fitzinger, talking about the Fitzinger family, uh, she'll be bringing up her her squad, no doubt, from, from Nelson. 
She recently ran 116 for the half in Christchurch. Then we've got Katrina Andrew, who's been having a, a really solid few years lately. Uh, she's again ran 116 in the half marathon last year, so she'll be one to watch. We've got Kerry White, who's won the event, I think it was a, two years ago, won the New Zealand Cross title. Um, Caitlin McCulkin-Bell, who is, I believe, been based over in Australia and coming back for this. Uh, she recently ran 35.12 for a 10K on the Gold Coast. Peyton Lee, who's one of the young athletes stepping up into the, the senior ranks. It'll be interesting to see how she goes. I believe she's based in one of the uh, Ivy League universities in the States. I don't want to have a guess, but she uh, is no doubt back for uh, her summer slash winter break. Uh, so it'll be cool to see those young women stepping up into the senior ranks for the first time. But the big name to watch is the woman who got 49th uh, at the World Cross earlier this year, best Kiwi in that race. Uh, she is the uh, 113 half marathoner, New Zealand half marathon champ, Sarah Drought. She's been really running so well over the last 12 months in particular. She's come back from having a couple of kids and is looking, she's got that mum strength about her. She's running really, really well. So last year she picked up two silver medals in the 10k on the roads and the 10,000 meters on the track this year it's been all gold really with that New Zealand half marathon champs win in Christchurch no Wellington um oh someone might need to check check that one I think it was Wellington uh, which would make sense hometown girl but she will be the one to beat no doubt about that in my mind Sarah Drought has been running so well so there's a whole bunch of names uh it's a good good field lining up for the New Zealand cross-country champs this Saturday and that will be live on YouTube of course uh I think the coverage starts 9.45 maybe sometime in the morning jump onto the Athletics New Zealand website to double check that um and of course we've got the mixed relay on the Sunday morning which I think is going to be live around 9 again double check the timetable um senior men who can we expect to see? So first of all, there will be a new new champion because Matt Taylor, uh, who took it out last year, is uh, got a bit of illness at the moment, so he won't be taking part. But the guy who got second right behind him, and it came down to the last sort of four or five hundred meters after Cam Avery did a lot of leading. Cam Avery got passed in last year's race. Can he make second last year a gold this year? That's the big question. And much like Sarah Drought, Cam was the top performing Kiwi at the World Cross Country Champs in Bathurst back in February. So, And he's just been on a tier. 62.50 in the half marathon for a third place at Gold Coast just a few weeks ago. Uh, the guy is in really good shape, uh, lifetime shape really. He's targeting the marathon and usually when a distance runner moves to the marathon, they get this really good endurance strength about them that uh, translates well to the roads. Uh, so Cam Avery, put it out there right from the start, he will be the man to beat. But there's some good names behind him. So first of all, I'd mention Dan Belchin, who's won two silvers in this event before. He was the marathon champ uh, in 2022 with a 2.15 marathon. 
and won the Christchurch Marathon this year. So again, that marathon strength will come to play, no doubt, for Dan Dan Belchin. Uh, a couple of key steeplechase recent winners that that would want to keep an eye on. Steeplers always translate well to to cross country. So Harry Ewing won the event back in 2021, and then this year Michael Sutton took it out. He's also the Waikato Bay of Plenty cross country champ. So. Those guys will be names to watch, and I'll quickly rattle through some names that I reckon will be right up there as well, running in that front pack for at least a good amount of time and could challenge the win. William Little won the North Island Cross Country Champs just a a couple of weeks ago at this venue at Spa Park, so he knows it well, runs well on the venue. David Lee, always one to watch at the moment uh, when it comes to the distance races. Seamus Kane, Wellington Cross Country Champ. Harry Dixon has been improving all 2023 and I think he could be a, a dark horse to look out for. You never want to take your eyes off those P naughty boys coming through. Uh, Tom Murlay, uh has been running well down in Christchurch. Michael Voss, half marathon champ this year. Uh, oh, I, I should have done the research on that one. But uh, he's been running really, really well again. Um, and local boy, local-ish boy, uh, so keep an eye on Michael Voss. The other big name to keep an eye on is Russ Green, 1,500-metre bronze medalist from this year, um, and he will be fit and ready to roll for this weekend. And I believe Connor Melton is also sick, so he was one of the names I was going to mention as the Canterbury cross-country champion. So there's some big names there that's going to be really well contested. I would say, much like the women's race, there's a clear favourite, but who knows for second and third, and could one of those names I've listed just have the race of their lives and take down the favourite? So the drama will unfold on Saturday afternoon in Taupo. Be sure to tune in. I'm going to be on the mic, so uh, you're going to hear more of my voice if you're not already sick of it. Uh, or you could just mute it and just watch watch the coverage. But we will be live on Saturday, and then we'll also be live with the coverage for the mixed team relays, and they are done by club, not centre. Uh, so... If you are a uh, club member, be sure to jump in and watch your your team um, take on the rest of the country. So that's about it for the the news. Our athletes over in Europe, Pete Fitzinger finishing up. Well done, Pete. And the cross-country champs coming up this weekend. Now we return over to Anna Grimaldi, who was part of that fantastic para team that went to the World Paras in Paris. And just put on a performance. I mean, we, what did we work out? Was it five area records? I think all but one or two set PBs in the weekend. And we came home with more medals than we sent people, which is a phenomenal performance from the team. And so Anna Grimaldi picked up two uh, medals and became a 100 meter runner in the process of course she's well known for her exploits in the long jump which she she set a pb but what a performance uh, also going into the 100 meters and picking up a medal in that so passing over to anna grimaldi 
Zoom Zoom Show Fano, the North Shore Marathon is one of New Zealand's most scenic marathons running alongside the beautiful beaches, bays and cliff tops of Auckland's North Shore. It's coming up on Sunday 27th of August and you and your Fano can choose from 5k, quarter marathon, half marathon or the full shebang 42.2k marathon. Plus the kids marathon will get the whole family involved. So I've run the North Shore Marathon multiple times and I love the mix of community feel with epic views to the city and over the Hauraki Gulf, plus great competition, camaraderie and support to push you to a good time. So get cracking with that training, everyone. Get yourself and the family signed up, ready to run on Sunday, 27th of August. Visit northshoremarathon.co.nz. You! All right, so very privileged uh, to have Anna Grimaldi here, breaking up part of her holiday, getting some R&R in Europe after what's been a, a busy old schedule. So first of all, thank you for taking the time to chat. And um, second, congratulations on an amazing uh, World Paris performance, or two performances, I should say. Yeah, I know. Thank you, and thank you. I'm really happy to be here. I'm having a great holiday, but I'm happy as to talk to you. Um, and thank you. I mean, it's still a bit of a whirlwind. It was, I mean, what a tour we all had. Um, but I mean, on a personal level, I, I couldn't be happier with how I performed. And um, I think it's made me really excited. Usually I'm really looking forward to the holiday after. This time I'm like, when can I go back to training? Um, wow. I'm really excited to get back here as well yeah. and get back into stuff. That's cool. It's it's left you hungry. Um, mm-hmm. Now, now, how how long do you have off? Are you staying in Europe for a little while? You giving yourself a bit of a break? Yeah, I had four. I've I will have four weeks um, total over here, and then get back into training when I get home. So, awesome. um, I think we're one week and a little bit down. So, still a cool. few more left to enjoy the summer over here. Yeah, make the most of it because it is cold. We just got yeah. back from a coaching session um, and yeah. it was very chilly, especially towards the end when I realised I shouldn't have uh, left my jacket in my car. <laughs> yeah, that's a rookie mistake. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's talk about your uh, your World Paris performance because uh, looking through you know, your background, so right back to 2015, uh, it's amazing that you've been around um, that long. And um, oh. so <laughs> you got a, um, and you're only 26, right? So yeah. That's yeah. incredible. So back then you got a, a bronze in the long jump, um, a few years later, a silver in the long jump. Correct me if I get any of this wrong. Um, no. And then Paralymp- Paralympic champion for 2016 and 2021 in the, in the mm-hmm. long jump. Um, well, 2020, um, yeah. and uh, which is an amazing um, record. But um, let's talk about that 100 metres first of all. When, when did this become a thing? Because uh, you probably saw yourself more as a, uh, as a long jumper. When did you kind of decide, let's, let's go for that, uh, the 100 metres as well? I think, like, um, in para-sport, especially in athletics, there's only certain events that are offered to certain classifications. So I'm a T47, which is a an upper body disability category. And I am only able to do the 100 meters, 200 meters, 400 meters, the long jump and javelin. And then recently shot put's been added. And obviously I thought I'll give shot put a go. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Holly has the throwing and I have the running events kind <laughs> yes. of covered in. So I, when I started, I just did all of the 
the running event. So one, two, four and long. And um, I guess long jump came along a lot quicker than the others. And I just decided, you know, and I had success in 2015. Um, But my first world champs, I did the one, two and long jump. Um, I made the final and came fifth in the 200. And that was a pretty awesome experience. And I did think that 200 was going to be one of my, you know, main events. Um, And then in Rio, Rio, I came fourth in the hundred. So um, it was a, a tiny margin as well. Um, the race was much slower than the one this time, um, yes. but it was still, you know, I was pretty stoked. I didn't see myself as a sprinter then either. Um, and I actually got disqualified yeah. in the 200 for standing on the line. So <laughs> that sort of shattered that dream. Um, <laughs> but um, we won't talk about that. Um, yeah. And yeah, it... I mean, yeah. Wow. And so you came into this with a, I think it was a season's best of 1260, which was very close mm-hmm. to your personal best at the time, which was 1259. Um, I ran 1261 um, in Aussie and my PB is 1260. So it was very okay, close. I'd cool. had four races sort of this season, three races this season, all in the 1260s. Um, so wow. I felt like there was a consistency there. It was just a little bit frustrating and I wasn't able to, you know, dip under the PB, but um gave me confidence knowing that I'd run those times, you know, you know, club meets and, and, um, smaller events. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And, and what were the conditions like? So you run in the heats 1231, 1231 into a slight headwind, massive Mm. PB. Did it feel like a good day for, for sprinting? Were Were you feeling on or was it just the atmosphere or? Yeah, can you pin it down to anything? I think that track track is really fast. I loved it. It was my wow. ideal track. It was quite bouncy. Um, cool. I mean, I know lots of people like so, like you know sort of harder tracks for sprinting, but that was my ideal track, and it was the same sort of track we trained in in the south of France for the week or two leading up to it. Um, awesome. Yeah. And I don't know. I just I never felt like that pre-event. Like it was one of those times where. Like I, I'll get to events and they'll be nervous or whatever, and and that's always there. But this time it was like different. It was like I rocked up to World Champs after having you know the time of my life the two months previous, um, cool. and getting there, feeling like it didn't matter how I did because the trip was so successful for me on a personal level. Awesome. And rocking up to the cool room there was about a couple of minute walk um and i've just never felt so connected to my body and so Mm. charged and ready to run um and usually the the hundred makes me really nervous but this time it didn't i just was i felt like this was where i was meant to be it was like the right place the right time the right anna that showed up there and i think yeah yeah that's I don't awesome. know. It's it's that feeling that you chase every competition, and for some reason, I had three rounds of it this one, wow. um, which never happens. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Can can you have you had time to reflect and sort of think what what sort of mindset things that might have been or processes that you might have gone through? Um, like you said, those two months leading up to it were really good. Um, mm. Have Have you pinned anything down that you'd want to replicate for next year? I think. Um, last year 2022 was not my year um i just didn't feel like myself my training was really struggling i was really struggling mentally and physically 
um, to get myself on the track that I was never aligned. One thing was off every time, you know, and yeah. I think having some major life readjustments towards the end of last year and start of this year kind of um, showed me that there, you know, that I deserved to be here, that there was more for me to do, that I started enjoying it, that people were taking me seriously, that there was um, more work to be done. I wasn't tapped out, mm. which is what I felt like last year. And yeah. to feel like that at 25 felt quite daunting. Um, mm. I'd had like a decent career before, but I felt like I just hadn't quite cracked it yet. Like there was still, there was a ceiling and I hadn't, I was like tapping on it, but not <laughs> able to break through it. And um, I guess we through everything at the last um, eight months, I, I changed coaches in um, November. Um, I wasn't actually able to run all of, you know, sort of November, December, uh, sorry, December, January, just due to some niggles, but um, we did wow. a lot of work. And I think, just knowing that there was more to the sport for me than just running and training and competing and yeah. grinding yourself into the ground that there was like epic things that come along with this being your job there's travel there's amazing people who also love it um just as much as you do um that there's you know the art of mastery is a really cool thing and it's something that we've tried to have a lot of fun with and i think that was my motto for the trip was say yes to all the opportunities and have a lot of fun, mm. make as many connections, do as many things that athletic and not athletic related as you can. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it's something you can repli replicate necessarily, yeah, but I yeah. think like we're gonna, we've had conversations already about like how we're going to bring that sort of play and mm. curiosity and fun into training every day at home. Cause it has been like that for the cool. last sort of six months, but, this trip really tipped it over the edge for me and I'm really excited to sort of explore it more in a familiar environment too at home. Yeah. 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 There's definitely something to be said for like doing, doing the mahi uh, in, in training, but then when it comes to racing, like actually, yeah, yeah you're, you're living the dream. You're where you want to be. Um, so why not enjoy it and yeah, not, not let anxiety take over. Yeah, that's definitely. I mean, I've had the best time this trip and I've had the best results of my life. And I think those things aren't mutually awesome. exclusive. They are totally intertwined for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So two, two big PBs for you. So you, you hit that 1231 in the heats into, into a slight headwind, uh, which was a Oceania record. Mm. One of, I, from what I can work out, six of, there were six Oceania records from our team um yes i think was it... i think nearly everyone got one um yeah. <laughs> which is insane is i mean wild. Yeah, yeah it's so wild we were just like yeah. every time someone came back we we're like area record <laughs> it was just insane take that off yeah. um and and then so going into the final and we'll talk more about that that team environment as well because it seemed yeah. like it spilled over from how you're feeling um into how the rest of the group was as well um but so you come back for the final and were you thinking that you could hit that 12.30 something again because um, you hit a 12.32 so it's basically bang on. Yeah I know I think like my goal for the competition was to run a PB because that I ran mm. like 12.90 uh, 12.61 uh, 60 sorry um, yeah. in 2019 or something and so I thought you know I'm due for a PB and yeah. if possible make the final I think I was ranked ninth going into it so I was sort of like well if I run a PB maybe I'll be in with a shot making the final. Um, 
and then we ended up having the fastest heat and I was ranked second going into the final and I didn't know that like Holly told me that night at dinner or something and she was like I was like oh man like I hope you know I don't know what I was saying I was probably just shit talking myself and she was like you know you're ranked second right and I was like wait what no (laughs) and I just couldn't believe it I mean some of those other girls have really fast pbs one's a world record holder the girl who came second in the end and um yeah yeah, it was just sort of surreal but i think because i ticked off the pb and getting into the final i was pretty relaxed again yeah Um, cool yeah i just sort of had a bit of fun and i felt the exact same way i felt in the heat going to the cool room and um yeah cool there's a photo yeah, there's a photo of you probably 30 meters from the finish. Yeah, and it looks like oh you're you're yelling something, or you you've just got oh. the best game face that I've ever seen at that stage in the race. Do you remember what you were feeling at that stage, or you just like? I think you mean the worst game face. I could never play <laughs> poker. I would give everything away. I think um, that was sort of the time where. Uh, I, you know, I, I was in the race well into the race. We were nearing the finish line. And I remember sort of taking in my surroundings and going, oh, my God, I'm in third. Yeah. And my mouth completely opened. It was just it was just one of those reactions that I, Brilliant. like, didn't realize was happening. And then I was like, "Yeah, oh, my God, I'm in third. And sort of, like, I feel like I was almost so content with that that I almost yes, didn't yeah. finish the race. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> but you have to finish to actually come third it's no good just being in yes. third at some point in the race yeah, um, yeah and you know i could feel the girl coming up and it was obviously very close in the end um so yeah. i'm probably pretty lucky if mikey my coach would have um had some st- i mean he's already said what were you doing but um you know he probably would have been a bit more annoyed if i'd come fourth or fifth or something and i'd like pre-celebrated your bronze before you even got yeah, to the finish yeah well, I loved it. It was great to see some emotion mid race. It's, it's keep it keep it going. But hey, I'm, I'm not your I'm not your coach. So. Oh no! What am I doing? Oh my god! <laughs> um, and then coming into the the long jump, were you um, were you feeling pretty confident? I mean, I imagine having that hundred meter speed would give you give you a bit of confidence. But there's all the technicalities that come with long jumping. Um, so we're, what, what was the thoughts around that? Yeah. Long jump's a funny one. Like when it's going well, it goes really well. And Mm. when it doesn't, even just slightly, it doesn't go well at all. And I would say that my build up in terms of the distances I was jumping was not ideal pre, um, pre getting to world champs. I'd had three competitions in Europe, uh, three or four competitions in Europe, um, first one 556 second one mm. 579 third one 560 the last one was like 554 and that was really hard like going yeah. into your major yeah. championship feeling really unprepared um i knew i was prepared but the tape measure doesn't lie and i think that's the hard <laughs> part about our sport like it's literally black and white you jumped this mm. and i think i really struggled but in saying that, well, I, this happens every single tour. I've never jumped well yeah. pre going to the major. I mean, there's so many things going on. There's, you know, yes. you're in the midst of a taper, but your load's still quite high and you haven't, you get gaining speed. And I think that was the thing I was really struggling with was my takeoff, um, transferring mm. the speed from the runway, which I thought 
I mustn't be getting much of because I'm not jumping very far. But it just mm. turned out that I was not able to execute the takeoff enough because I was so fast. And I think I knew that back. We had right. a few conversations okay. in Montpellier that the speed had obviously come up and that was why I was really struggling in the long jump. Um, and that happens every single taper I've done. I always yes. struggle um, at this point. And so it was an interesting time, you know, yeah. going into the hundred going, God, like I'm not feeling great for the long jump. But then once I ran that first race, the, the pieces sort of started to fall into place in my brain and go, actually, oh. you're struggling because you're actually, you're actually on fire. You're doing so well, but it's just unfamiliar at the moment. Mm. You haven't felt this sort of speed in practice before. Um, and I think because I've been to so many majors, I know I trust the Anna that shows up on the day. She's done it for me. You know, whether this was my sixth tour or something and she's done it, you know, six times and she's performed it every single one. And I, I trust her so much. So I knew that if I could just get out of my own way on the day and use all the speed that I could and, you know, not be scared of the board, not be scared of planting my foot in and, you know, actually mm. using some of that speed that I was going to jump really well. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. And it's an interesting insight as well, especially for those, people like me who are, who are just runners, you would mm. think, oh, you're running faster, so you therefore you'll jump faster but uh, further, uh, but you've got yeah. to make those technical adjustments to the run-up, to yep. how you're approaching the board and having that confidence, the board's coming at you that split yeah. second faster, so uh, making those slight adjustments on the run must be yeah, tricky. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it is and it isn't. It's, it's really almost about, well, for me anyway, not thinking too much because your brain gets yeah. in the way a lot yeah. you know it tells you that there's danger when there isn't and um tells you you're not fast when you are and it's just about managing that and knowing that i feel my most confident when i'm out there competing against the best in the world and and oh. that that will that will turn on for me i just have to manage my mental space pre a bit better because i mean i was pretty i was pretty worried I mean, the mental breakdowns yeah. were happening a little bit um, pre getting pre camp, but yeah, that happens awesome. every time. Yeah. Don't know why it shocks me. I do it every yeah, time, yeah. and I don't know why it shocks me. Yeah, and I suppose that that experience now you can write notes to yourself, maybe send yourself a, a text, a delayed text or something. Exactly. By the way, if you're feeling doubt, <laughs> this is happens every Remember. time. Yeah. Remember, you do this every single year. Don't be shocked. Oh my god. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so you finished up with a silver, um, but also had a PB, which is amazing of five, nine, six, and again into a headwind. Um, and that's knocking right on the door of six meters. So you must be going into next year thinking that's that must be one of the goals for next year to tick off. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's sort of that um, magic barrier, eh? Like it's sort of like that weird ceiling that, I've put mm. on myself that it's like almost really hard to to get there. Um, but I mean, it's not often you meet a, you you PB at a major. I haven't mm. done since 2016, and I was only in the sport three years at wow. that point. Um, and you know, it's been a couple of years since my last PB um, pre Tokyo and the long jump. And I just think I've never felt again. 
I've never felt like that running down the runway before. Like I think I did my first mm. jump and I came over to Raylene who was helping me out on the day. And she, I was just like, God, I've never felt this good before. And she's like, I've never seen you look this good before. And I was like, right, okay, we're on. Take it back awesome. and actually just go for it. And um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Majors are funny. Like, I don't know. They can make or break you, I think. And I'm, um, I feel not lucky, but like that I feel happy that part of the way I can, you know, I thrive on that environment. Um, mm. So, yeah. Well, it seems like the entire, like we mentioned before, it just seemed like the entire team was was thriving in that yeah. environment. So uh, let's, let's talk about the team because I believe we sent eight athletes um, who brought nine seven. medals, seven athletes. So seven athletes and nine medals came home and outrageous area records and i think everyone pb'd um yep i think nearly everyone i think everyone did actually yeah i'm trying to look through the results but regardless it was an absolutely incredible incredible meet um i think joe smith um might have missed a pb but look (laughs) <laughs> usually right. when we send a team to a world world majors like one maybe two people will hit a personal best and for this like area records are you kidding um yeah so what was what was the vibe in, in the the team and can you put it down to any sort of secret source like did you guys have just a really good accommodation set up and um yeah are there any um secrets that you'd want to bring over to future uh comps i think like we haven't had a major since 2019 uh let me rephrase that we haven't had a normal major since 2019 Mm. so that was a dubai world champs um and that was also a different team makeup it was a, a more uh there was a few more development athletes and it was much larger um so this was a different tour because I mean, Joe was our only Deb and, you know, the rest of us were all medal- medalists from Tokyo and Tokyo was right. a, ra- a very random, I mean, I don't think many of us really enjoyed that tour. It was obviously a bit scary and yeah, um, stressful and, and yeah. yeah, and there was just, it wasn't normal by any stretch mm. of the imagination. And I think the fact that we were able to be a team, act like a team, have fun like a team was like, the best part I, i've mm. i mean my two first tours um doha in 2015 and rio 2016 were very similar vibes to this um cool. and those were tours that we all you know rio was incredibly successful too we had a team of eight and got the nine medals as well and um it's just the people i think we we're all incredibly grateful to be there there'd been a lot of water under the bridge since 2019 and even 2021 yeah um and we'd all had a lot of different life experiences and um, we're all at different points in our lives, but we're all also a little bit older. Um, Mm. We're all sort of, I would call us friends outside of athletics too. We had a lot to talk about, but we just, I think we made the most of the opportunities. I don't know. I think I came into the group slightly later. Um, I joined Mm -hmm. a few days after they'd been there and I think I came in quite hot going like, right, okay, I'm going to have the best time here we're going to have, you know, we're going to be joking. We're going to be laughing a lot and um, we're going to be training hard, but like we're going to be enjoying ourselves while we do it. And um, we also stayed with Australia 
um, cool. in our pre-camp and at least for me I know a lot of the Australian team they were you know we stayed with them early on in my career too and we go to Aussie a lot and they were also quite a fun bunch and we did a few activities together and um, I mean overall I just think we just had fun we didn't take it too seriously yeah. i mean of course there was moments of seriousness but i think i just had a few moments where i was like it's running in a straight line and it's running in a straight <laughs> line and jumping into sand like you know what what is this life yeah. that we're doing you like we're putting so much onto it but it is just genuinely running in a straight line and yeah yeah i think that I was that. sort of what i told myself going into both my hundreds was like it's just running in a straight line and i think a lot of us yeah a lot of us had had moments i think in the last few years where we'd sort of question what we were doing and how well we were doing it and if we had you know futures and um so yeah i don't know That's it was awesome. just fun I, yeah. I would love to know if there was a tally being kept of the area records new zealand versus australia just in the the accommodation oh, just God. A little write up of whiteboard on the wall <laughs> I think we obliterated them. I think we nearly got the same amount of medals as the Aussie team and their team was wow, about really? five times the size. So okay. um, we were holding our own for sure. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What a, what a cool experience and, and cool for the likes of Joe to be amongst, um, amongst that team. And I'm sure that'll inspire him for going into next year. And there's a lot for of sure. young athletes waiting in the wings as well, um, hoping to make that, that team um for for next year so that's really cool now what's what's the plans before i let you go back to enjoying your your holiday in, in europe um, my swedish holiday <laughs> yeah what's what's the plans for yourself over the next uh 12 months so uh paralympics are in paris next year yes. uh, would, they'll be following the olympics is that right just usual yes. sort of timeline yeah yep so i think they're the last week of august first week of september so i think there's a two-week awesome. break in between because um, I, I heard, I think it's today, is one year to go to Paris, the Olympics. So wow. um, we yeah. must be coming up in like four weeks or something. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Um, but we've actually got a bit of a funny year next year. Um, our When the Paralympics got postponed in 2020, we were meant to have 2021 world champs in Kobe and Japan. Mm. Um, and then obviously they got pushed forward back a year. Um, and then they can they postponed them really early on in the pandemic you know after tokyo um so they're actually next may so we've got another right. major before okay. um the paralympics which is really unusual um it's great because it gives opportunity to qualify for the paralympics again i mean most of oh, our team cool. did except for joe so we're hoping joe will get over the line um yeah. in kobe but we're um yeah it's going to be a funny year and i, and I we haven't actually discussed what i'm going to do but i think it'll probably be sort of a late season opener mm. and sort of treat sort of our nationals, Aussie nationals as sort of the first few competitions of the season and then get, right. keep going through to Kobe, which is sort of late mid May. Um, cool. And then I'm looking to also head to Europe again early, like I did this year. Um, I had the best time and the experiences and the people I met, um, the facilities I got to use. I think, yeah, yeah like they were part of the journey and, I want to do it all again next year as well um and potentially for a bit longer so um but that'll be a discussion awesome. we do have when i get home um, yeah oh it yeah. sounds good there's a lot of lot... planning there's a lot of planning going on yeah 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 a lot to look forward to especially from our end as, as the spectators of the sport 
Um, yeah. This is totally putting you on the spot, but with the world champs coming up in Budapest, um, yes. who are you from the Kiwis? Who are you really most excited to see and see compete? And uh, who do you think is most likely to medal? Oh, this is totally putting you on the spot. Um, so I think I spent a lot of yeah, yeah, athletes that you're pumped to see. Yes. Um, I spent a quite a large chunk of my time in the lead up to this world champs with Hamish Kerr, and I'm really oh. excited to see him um, jump. I was with him when he um, jumped his big jump in Essen in Germany. We did went to that comp together, um, where he cool. did five uh, five thirty one, two thirty one, and um, yeah, I'm really excited to watch him compete. And I mean, yeah. The whole team. I, I think like yeah. this is sort of spark. This tour has sparked my love for the sport again, and mm. um, I've been watching, you know, some of the diamond leagues and watching the results. And we've got a bloody cool country. You know, we're a bloody cool country. We've got awesome athletes and um, cool personalities too, which I think is yeah. something sometimes gets a bit lost in athletics. It's quite a serious sport, and you know, we run in a straight line, and that's sort of all we do. But um, <laughs> we've got, you know. We've got awesome, awesome personalities. So I'm hoping we get to see a few of those out there. Yeah. And I think what I love is the the wide variety of athletes we've got. We're not just like middle distance runners like we were in the 60s or something. We've yeah. got everything from, yes. from Zoe in, in the 100 to the pole vaulters to high jump to shot foot. It's um, and the distance runners. It's yeah, it's it's so good. For sure. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Cool. For sure. Well, I'll let you go, but thanks again uh, for joining us and congratulations on a, a great end to uh, your season. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm so happy and happy to happy to have a chat with you too. Well, massive thank you to Anna Grimaldi for joining the show and taking some time out on her uh vacation in Europe really appreciate her words and really appreciate our amazing team of para-athletes who went over to Paris and absolutely crushed it one last reminder about the North Shore Marathon. Thanks again, guys, for supporting the show. We have another entry to give away. This time it's on Facebook. So jump over to Facebook, search the Zoom Zoom show, give us a follow. We need it. We're really struggling for organic traction over on uh, Facebook these days. So give us a follow, find the post for the giveaway this week for the entry and start training because we're one month away from the North Shore Marathon. And finally, Coming up this weekend, coming up this Saturday and Sunday, the New Zealand cross-country champs in Taupo will be live. Well, I'll be live along with Hamish Meacham and a bunch of others from Taupo uh, on Saturday morning right through to Saturday afternoon. And then Sunday morning, we're coming back for the mixed team relays. And if you are in Taupo and you're keen to come along, I'm actually running a uh, Learn to Run clinic uh, straight after the Saturday afternoon program. So straight after the Saturday uh a senior men's race we will be doing a learn to run clinic so it's great for new runners young runners uh people who are sort of getting keen to get back into the running we'll give you some um some drills some technique cues uh do a little short really easy workout with you uh for 45 minutes at oh, i think it's four o'clock at spa park so that's a little bit of a fun addition to the program but that's enough for me ciao